Welcome to the Protoss Podcast. Today's date is Friday the 9th of April and you're listening to a weekly roundup of the most important stories from the past week as reported by us. This week we covered a new crypto council run by some of the industry's biggest players, a dodgy grayscale copycat who submitted some sketchy filings and the surrender of one of the original BitMEX founders in sunny Hawaii. But first... Tuesday saw the parent company of Huobi Global, Huobi Group, pledge to donate Bitcoin to UNICEF's crypto fund, while also claiming to be the first institution to make such a donation to the charity. Over the next three years, the charity arm of Huobi Group will donate $1 million to the UN agency's innovation fund. The donation itself will be made up of Bitcoin and US dollars and is specifically intended to be invested into open source technology. This includes blockchain startups with the aim of benefiting children. So far, Huobi Group has given 7 BTC to the crypto fund, which, given a single coin's $50,000 value at the time, adds up to $350,000. This means it just needs to cough up another $650,000. The innovation fund is the more lucrative of the funds and has so far received the substantial sum of $34.9 million. Its crypto fund, however, doesn't quite hit those numbers, receiving 2,267 Ether, or $4.5 million, and just 8 Bitcoin, or $469,000, since its launch in 2019. While Ether seems to dwarf Bitcoin in donations, the disparity is said to be just a natural accumulation. Thomas Davin, the director of the Office of Innovation at UNICEF, told us that the charity is neither promoting one blockchain or cryptocurrency over another, and that Bitcoin and Ethereum are their first choices due to the wider distribution of those cryptocurrencies. The timing of the donation, however, leaves a lot to be desired after a run-in with the Seychelles financial watchdog just a month ago. Huobi was founded in China back in 2014 and has since moved parts of its operations into the Seychelles. However, the Tax Havens Financial Services Authority briefly warned the public in March that Huobi didn't actually hold a licence with local regulators. But the FSA later withdrew its notice. One Huobi spokesperson told Protoss that its charity arm is licensed and regulated by an entity independent from the FSA and confirmed that the donations to UNICEF weren't made in response to the watchdog's now retracted warning. There's always a lot to unpack from a donation that hits the millions. This week, we also saw the creation of the fantastically titled Crypto Council for Innovation. The council is the brainchild of crypto main players Coinbase, Square, Fidelity and Paradigm and plans to lobby policymakers and government officials in the hope that they can influence legislation in a way that's favourable to cryptocurrency. Their website states their mission of, quote, unlocking the promise of crypto while aiming to create stronger economic growth and more jobs, an inclusive and accessible financial system and enhanced privacy and security. Considering Bitcoin has done most of this already, you have to question why. One co-founder of crypto fund Paradigm, Fred Ersham, told The Wall Street Journal it's, quote, very early stages. And just like the internet once was, crypto is at a mainstream inflection point. It's a fragile stage for crypto, he said, where policymakers alike want to balance between risk and rewards, especially since industry insiders themselves, quote, struggle to predict where this will go in the coming decades. Again, just like the internet. 
Ersham co-founded Coinbase back in 2012 and until 2017 was its president. However, his eyes are set on independent director with the exchange set to go public next week. So far, all the council has done is post an aspirational thread on Twitter. They touched on misinformation, better lives for humans, technological harmony, etc., etc. While this was all good to read, we wanted a bit more and ask what their stance is on industry regulations at the moment as FATF and FinCEN proposals take place. But sadly, no response from any spokesperson as of yet. Same news, different day, as pump and dumpers are at it again. This time, as reported by Coindesk, they're duping digital asset investors with dodgy Grayscale filings. The outlet originally disclosed the news that Grayscale, the world's largest crypto fund, had filed to register a new trust for the obscure Ethereum scaling project NAMI. But unfortunately for them, it was all a ruse. Coindesk's article detailed how a copycat entity calling itself Grayscale made the filing in exactly the same way the real Grayscale Investments has previously done for dozens of cryptocurrencies over the years. The legit Grayscale is a crypto powerhouse with $45 billion worth of assets under its belt. So if true, this would have been quite the coup for such a small token. However, once the story hit the web, Grayscale chief exec Michael Sonnenshine and NAMI representatives took to Twitter to refute it. Coindesk has since amended the piece, setting the record straight while suggesting that a mysterious imposter has been using Grayscale's name to drive up NAMI's price. Sadly, it looks like there may be something to the pump and dumpers approach. The price of the token rose 700% in the 10 days before the article went live. But CoinGecko reported NAMI's value more than double to one single cent on the day of Coindesk's report. And its daily trading volume jumped over 2,400%, near to $13 million. At the time of publication, the token's price has dropped to just over 0.007 dollars, down 40% from its new record high. That council of innovation was right about the misinformation, at least. And lastly, we close out the week and today's podcast with the BitMEX co-founder Arthur Hayes and his arrival in Hawaii. It's no jet-setting holiday, though. Instead, he'll be answering for his alleged financial crimes. Hayes is facing charges of violating the Banking Secrecy Act and conspiring to violate the BSA, with each charge carrying a sentence of up to five years. Lawmakers created the BSA in order to curtail money laundering in the US financial system. Once on the island, Hayes surrendered to the authorities and posted a $10 million bail bond. Ouch. He's now likely on his way back to his home in Singapore, which makes sense as this was what was agreed between Hayes' lawyers and the case judge. Fellow BitMEX co-founder Ben Dello found himself subject to a hefty bail of $20 million, double ouch, when he gave himself up last month. And BitMEX CTO Samuel Reed and OG BitMEX employee Gregory Dwyer make up the rest of the gang under investigation. Dwyer is the only one yet to surrender to the authorities. Hayes will most probably be remembered by his bragging during his Seychelles-based crypto exchange operations. He once claimed that Seychelles' friendly jurisdiction actually made it easier to bribe authorities, as it, quote, cost less than a coconut to do so, end quote. Hayes' lawyers aren't backing down completely, though, instead claiming that he's been wrongly accused and say they look forward to fighting the charges in court. Hayes' next court date has been set for May the 11th, so stay tuned and we'll keep you posted on the ongoing proceedings. 
And that's your lot. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the Protoss podcast, but we do realise that there's only so much we can cover in just under 10 minutes. So if you want more of the stories that matter, check out protoss.com. And don't forget to subscribe to the Protoss podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any other major podcast provider. We're back next week. See you then.